I love prophetic atmospheres. It's going to be a great week. Okay. Let's get into the word. 2 Kings 5, 9 to 14. We stand to honor God in the ring of God. So we read together in the Bible. So I want to go. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And, and Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shall be clean. My God. The guy felt he's been snubbed. The prophet said, I'm not even going to see you. Say, just go and just go and bath. Go and take a bath. You, you, you need a shower. <laughs> Listen, Naaman said, I want to go. But when but Naaman was wroth. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, let's face it. Prophet, I came all the way. Not even greetings. Stand your ways to go and bath. Send him, go and tell him to bath. He needs to bath. Go and bath. I always want to do this. I will do that. Go and bath. I'll come in the news, but go and tell him to go and bath. Okay, but my name was wrong and went away and, and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call. On the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Papa rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Verses 13 say, And the seven came near and spoke unto him and said, My Lord, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great, would thou not have done it? How much rather than when he said unto thee, wash and be clean. Verse 14 said, and he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Father, speak right now in the language we understand in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's love on EWC Live. And please take your seat and tell somebody, the prophetic people. Say the prophetic, the prophetic people. I speak to you on the, on the, on the theme I call the prophetic people. And this message has come about because I believe we're in the prophetic season this week. And we're going to plow and pray and push through and activate some prophetic stuff and trust God for a shift and manifestation and trust God to do that which only God can do because in the atmosphere of the prophetic all things are possible and all things can happen there's nothing you're trusting God for that cannot take place in a prophetic atmosphere and, 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 and I'm preaching this and we are praying the whole of the week fasting, how many of you are fasting already? we are fasting seven days and activate the prophetic um, because last, last Friday night after um, I decided to just uh, take a back seat and, and, just, and, just, and just relax and just enjoy the atmosphere and whilst Pastor was ministering, how many of you enjoyed Pastor last Friday night? my God it was just I mean, PH was on fire. PH was on fire. The evidence, I mean, that word was good. And it's going to have in this house great, 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 great guys who are just anointed, who can just fire the word. Come on, empowerment. Love on your pastors right now. So he was preaching, and I was outside talking to Dr. Ashi and um, Pastor Joe and one of our 
girls I know in Nigeria, Pastor Nathaniel Bassas Church, just walked in and just came out and brought a baby and she knelt down and she threw the baby on me and she was doing all the drama and shouting and screaming and papa and all the, you know, Nigerians are, can be a little bit extra with everything, especially when it comes to the things of God. Anybody see Nigeria? I've been at an airport where they would see me and they would lie, they would lie flat, prostrate on the floor and hold your leg, bless me, bless me. Ghanaians won't do that, right? Ghanaians have, Ghanaians have a very powerful way of watering down spiritual things, right? We, we take it so for granted. We take it light. It's almost like nothing. I pray that God will deliver us from that spirit right now. You're not even clapping your hands well. I mean, the lady walked in there. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we've been in a Nigerian church before. They have, Nigerians have been extreme, right? They can't go extreme. So extreme, extreme. I mean, the lady knelt down, brought the baby. She was shouting and screaming and doing all the drama past. It was just serious. And, and, and why? Because... Meant about 2019, I went to Nigeria to minister for Pastor Nathan Basel, and it was in a prophetic atmosphere. And the Lord did a lot of great things. And the lady said, uh, You know, I need a baby, but I mean, uh, Prophet Gideon is not uh, the pastor that you meet once, so I have to follow it. So the lady flew from Nigeria and came to Ghana. And in one of our reload services, the Lord ministered to her and brought in some deep prophetic stops. She'd been married for four and a half, four and a half years and has had seven miscarriages. Seven miscarriages, and anytime she gets it, don't stay. And 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 so the, the prophet is zooming on her, and ministration came on. Lord said that you have a child, not just you have a son, not just a son, it shall be called Samuel. And and so the word of God came to pass as the Lord spoke. And so she had a baby, and she brought a baby, a son. And so she threw the baby on me, and I'm like, What's the name of the baby? And the lady called offenders, Why are you offenders? But you told me the name of the baby, why are you not asking me of the baby? The baby is called Samuel, as the Lord spoke, and we thank. For the prophetic, right there, I felt a staring up. She came to testify, and in that place of testimony, Lord ministered to my heart that we should engage a prophetic and enforce some things and decree the manifestation because a prophetic atmosphere is an atmosphere you can connect and tap into and plug in and lay hold and connect and take your own. And I can speak over somebody's life right now that every prophetic word hanging over your head shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Your clapping is sick in the building. Yesterday I was driving around and one of our guys called me from America. He's, he's in Seattle, Washington. This guy came to church once when I came out those days and he had a mental issue, all kinds of depression issue, very deep one and, and he, he couldn't focus, couldn't go to school and all kinds of ministry and rebuked the demon of depression and anxiety and all the mental thought. And Lord said, you are going to be a dangerous tech person. You're going to go into software. You're going to be great. At that time when the word came, the mother looked at me like, you don't know what I'm, I just came here for my son to get sanity and you are talking about software engineering and all this stuff and, and like joke like Joe, the Lord healed him and he called me yesterday. He called me yesterday as a prophet. I made the testimony of mine. I have to give you guys. Same, it is, I have a testimony. I have a testimony. The testimony. I've been healed of the depression, the mental issues, and now I'm in Seattle, Washington, working for Oracle, and I am a software engineer. And I'm like, whoa. And the guy added something. I'm like, that's so cool. He said, Prophet, how do I send you my offering? I have an offering for the church. I have an offering for you. I said, well, I'm going to give you Jillian's number. I'm going to give me the bank accounts of the church. You got to just send it through right now and I'll block my testimony of my, my seed in Jesus' name. You're clapping. You're clapping and seeing the house right now. I'm just saying that the prophetic is real and in this how we have countless testimonies because there's something about the prophetic that gives you advantage. And this week, we are fasting seven days. 
We are staring, provoking, activating, and we are pushing through. For God, the Bible said, none of the good promises that God gave the family heart of Israel failed. They all came to pass. So I'm speaking to you on a subject called the prophetic people. What is a prophetic? A prophetic word is God's spirit operating through a meaningful sound. When a spirit of God operates through a sound and that sound has a meaning, it is prophetic. Anytime there's a sound, whatever sound it is, it can be a speaking, it can be a voice, it can be a clap, it can be a shout, it can be a song. Whatever sound it is, and that sound has a meaning that is said to be prophetic. It is simply God speaking an end to your situation. To open you up to a new day through another person. When God decides to speak through a voice, speak through a man, speak through a prophet, a man of God, a Christian, a sister, a brother, speak a word that ends one season and opens you up to another season. A word that declares that the famine is over and tomorrow about this time there shall be abundance in the house and there shall be a flow. A word that ends a season that brings a season of drought, of barrenness, of shame, of embarrassment, of disgrace, of sicknesses, of financial lack. A word that ends a particular cycle and pattern and opens you up to a new season. I stand in the office of a prophet and prophesy to you an end of the ongoing battle. I come to declare comfort my people. Be comfortable to them that their warfare is over and that their iniquity is pardoned. I came to speak prophetically. It's a new day. There is a shift. There's a turn around. In the name of Jesus, one season is over. Elijah said, so long as the Lord live and I shall live, there shall be no rain, no dew. For three and a half years, he came back and spoke and unlocked the heavens for rain to come down. We can stop a season and start a season. We can end a cycle and open a cycle. And tonight, by prophetic word, we end every ongoing negative pattern and cycle and open you up to a cycle of victory and healing and testimony and power. Do I have a witness in the house? Come on, tap into it now and say yes. It has been defined by Matthew George Easton as a prophecy, as a miracle of knowledge. Matthew George Easton, one of the most dangerous theologians said about the prophetic. He said a prophetic is a miracle of knowledge. It's a miracle of knowledge because it is not anything that if you went to school a thousand years, you come to that, that, that place. Because, because universities and schools will teach information. Prophecy is revelation. It is deeper than being informed. It's by revelation. It's a, it's, it's a miracle of knowledge. The kind of knowledge that came to you spiritually, supernaturally. It's a miracle. 
just said to them who do men say that I am. Some says you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elias. Some say you are one of the prophets. Who do you also say that I am? Then go to heaven and download spiritual revelations. The thou at the Christ, the son of the living God. Just look at him and say, flesh and blood. No school, not even Oxford or Yale or Cambridge or Legon or Tech. No international school can bring this to you. This has nothing to the flesh and blood. Has not revealed this unto you by my father which is in heaven. So Eastern said, prophecy is a miracle knowledge. It's, it's, it's a miracle knowledge. A declaration or a description or a, a presentation of something future beyond the power of human sagacity to foresee, descend, or conjecture. He has nothing to do with your human ability. He has nothing to do with what your mind can apprehend, comprehend, conjecture, or put together. When we talk about the prophetic, it's beyond logic. It's beyond the mind. It's beyond what you studied or what you read. He has everything to do with a supernatural, supernatural. It is a miracle. It's beyond flesh. It's an advanced knowledge. It's a revelation. It deep. The mind cannot apprehend, comprehend, or understand a true prophecy may be known by this marks. Number one, being announced at a suitable time before the event it foretells. So that it is not when the event has taken place, they say, I saw it. I dreamt about it. It it speaks about the events before the events take place. Having a particular or exact agreement with that event or the said event being set as no man no human sagacity or foresight could produce it is not what you produce humanly being delivered by one claiming or speaking to be speaking under the inspiration of God or inspiration of the almighty prophesying however in the new testament is used in a different sense also. The word is from prophemy, meaning to speak forth. So all throughout the Old Testament, prophecy was what foretelling. You foretell, you foretell, you speak about events that are to happen, events of the future, events that are yet to take place. But in the New Testament, it goes deeper than that. In the New Testament, prophecy is not just foretelling, it's also forth telling, forth telling. But I'm saying, despise not prophesying. When you forth tell, it's not necessarily what you saw or what you heard, but it's a staring and a witness in your spirit that you speak from that spirit man. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you are led to speak forth. You speak by inspiration. The Bible says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. That will prophesy means they'll be inspired and they will speak forth. They will speak by the stories of the spirit, by the activation of the Holy Ghost in your spirit. Where your spirit driven, spirit controlled, spirit motivated, spirit activated to speak forth. You foretell. It's from within. Elijah didn't see a vision. He didn't hear anything. But he spoke forth and 
said there shall be no rain no dew according to my word you can speak forth you can foretell it can pull anybody has been in a place where you felt a stirring to speak and to decree and declare that it ends here it stops here it breaks here it continues no more we discontinue it and today by the oil and the mandate and the activation of the Holy Spirit may you speak forth may you decree and declare and thou shall decree a thing and it shall be established you can speak to this mountain be removed and go yonder and they will go it is a level of your faith which is one kind of prophetic he has everything to do with the dimension and the realm and the weight of your faith the Bible selecting the prophecy prophesy according to the proportion of his faith so the weight of your faith determines what you speak for and tonight I have the faith that God is shifting you from where you should be to where you belong we will slap you on and shout and say yes you foretell we don't only foretell we forth forth hit your stomach say from, from my belly say from within come on say from within come on say from within my God, a prophet may therefore be described as a spokesman of God. Prophecy is a kind of a gift in the church for the edifying of the saints, bringing God's word with power upon the conscience and the hearts of God's children. Prophecy, therefore, is like a charger. Many years ago, when you went to visit somebody, the first thing you asked for when you go to another person's house is to ask for an album. I want your album. Can I go to your pictures? Can I just see around and check the pictures? And an album we handed over to you. And then you flip through the albums and go to the album and take pictures and ask questions. In our generation, it has changed. When you go to somebody's house, the first you ask for is not an album. The first you usually ask for is what? A charger. Can I get a charger? My phone is about to die. I don't know about you, but I am a charger addict. I can count how many charges I have lost it. I don't even know where I put them. Something happens and the charger just disappears because my phone is constantly almost a low battery. My battery is always almost about to die. My God. Anytime my phone is about to die, I ask for charger. Anybody has been in a place where your phone is about to die and you're looking for charger, give me a charger. It's about time is that you order an Uber and just before your Uber comes, the Uber has delayed a bit and your battery is about to go off. You are in the middle of a call and your phone goes off. You expect an email, a message, a response and your battery is dying. You need a charger and when your charger comes, you get excited. You are like, whoa, I got a charger. Relief. I plug it. Why? Because so long as your phone has power and your phone your phone has power you can get into the phone and look at every pictures you want to look at you can be here and be in America you can connect you can make phone calls you can do all sorts of things because the phone gets you to 
complicated. It does a lot. And now many of you, even in the church right now, whilst I'm preaching, you are so sophisticated that you're on your phone. You are tweeting. You are texting. You are doing all kinds of things. Which is why you constantly need the charger. The same is true in the spirit. Just as the phone needs a charger, the believer needs a prophecy. Because your prophecy is your charger. Your prophecy is what fires you, empowers you, and activates you. When you are about to die and become weak and feel lazy and feel discouraged and feel down, the word of God comes to stir you, provoke you, activate you, encourage you, lift you, and move you from where you belong. And tonight, everyone here that needs to be powered up, may God speak to you. The Bible says according to the prophecy which went on before on thee, that thou mightest them. What a good warfare. When you are prophetic, you are ahead. When you are prophetic, you get direction. When you are prophetic, you got the advantage. When you are prophetic, you are constantly stand up. You never get tired because you are under the full inspiration of the Holy Ghost. When you are inspired, you don't aspire. When you are inspired, you are constantly on the move and on the flow the prophetic is what powers your phone and gives your spiritual capacity to move my God tell somebody God's about to power you tonight come on say God's about to power you tonight come on give someone a person say God is about to power you tonight are you tired are you discouraged do you feel like giving up that's here the Lord there's a new city coming your way are you discouraged you ain't seen anything yet come on Elijah arise and eat for the journey is too long anybody ready for God to fire you one more time you shall be revived come let us return to the Lord for he has smitten us he will burn us he has broken us he will heal us for in two days so he revives us and on the third day he will lift us up I came to address every voice every devil every demon of discouragement this week your prophecy will come to pass the Bible says the earnest expectation of the creature waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God you are a child of the prophetic you are a child of destiny. You got a word over your life. And that word will not fail. And that word will come to pass. And that word gives me energy. When I begin to imagine, meditate, and pray, and think about the word that God has spoken concerning Christ Arena, I know there may be demons, there may be devils, but God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can think or imagine. Come on, smile and tell somebody, God is not done with you yet. Come on, say, God is not done with you yet. Heaven and earth shall not pass away unto all the words I've given you come to pass. You will see the fulfillment. Come on, slap your hand and scream and shout and give God a praise in the building. Watch this. It is a gift of most importance in a church. Prophecy is a gift of most what? Importance in the body of Christ. That's why the enemy hates the prophetic. That's what the enemy, the enemy will do everything to, to discredit the prophetic. That's why the enemy will do anything to criticize the prophetic because the enemy knows the prophecy is the most critical gift in the body of Christ today. First Corinthians 14 and the verse number 1 to 5, 
The Bible has this to say about the prophetic. Follow after charity, desire spiritual gift, but rather that ye may what? Prophesy. He that speaketh in an own tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. But no, for no man understandeth how be in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesies, speaketh unto men, to edification, to exaltation, and to comfort. You cannot stay in the atmosphere of the prophetic and not be edified. No. You cannot stay in the honor of the prophetic and not be exalted. That's what the prophet lifted from the valley to the mountain top. When Ezekiel entered the valley, all the bones that were there got up. You cannot be in a prophetic atmosphere and be down and be broken and be discouraged and be confused. Because prophecy itself edifies, it, it, it exalts and it comforts. My God, a believer that the spirit of prophecy is never down. Because you know what God said. You hold on to it, you pray through it, you push through it, you stand by the word of God. Don't it tarries, wait for it. It shall not lie. You clap and sing in the house right now. The prophetic. Verse 5 says, Verse 5 says, I would rather ye speak with tongues, but rather ye prophesy. I will let, I, I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. For greater is he that prophesy than he that speaketh what? With tongues, except he. Except the interpreter, except he, he interpret that the church may receive edify. He that prophesies is greater than he that speaketh with tongues. Jump to verse, 30, verse 24. Verse 24 says, verse 24 says, but if all, but if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not, or one on land, he's convinced of all. His judge of all. In other words, Jesus, Paul said, the prophecy, the prophetic is also for the unbeliever. When the unbeliever walks in a building right now, and God decodes and reveals and exposes and uncovers them up, they know that our God is alive. Are you with me at all? I've seen many people who never believe, and the prophetic brought them to believe. But God reveals stuff about them. They were like, Wow. The woman by the well will argue with Jesus and argue and argue and argue. The lady, lady was literally discussing with Jesus theological stuff. The lady was deep, strong in theology. Are you given an affordable Jacob who dug this well? I'm sure it was a Samaritan woman, strong. Jesus, there was nothing just would say that would break her. Just figure out this woman is stubborn, just switch to the prophetic. He switched to the prophet and said, go call me your husband. The woman said, husband? I got no husband, so you have answered well. What about Kwame and George and Opon and Ejekum? What about the five? And even the one you are with is not yours. The woman said, whoa, this is hard. She left her pot, went to town, said, you men of Samaria, come and see a man. The prophetic will break down walls and break down resistance and break down stubborn. You cannot sweep and walk in the prophetic. The prophetic will pull down every wall. It doesn't matter what wall is standing your way. The word of God is sharper and quicker than any two-edged sword. It can cut through stubbornness. You're clapping. It's second house right now. The prophetic is for the unbeliever. Jump to verse number 39. 31 said, For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and be comforted. Jump to verse 39. Verse 39 says, Wherefore, brethren, covet to what? To prophesy. Tell somebody, don't covet my shoes. Covet the gift of prophecy. Come on, clap your hands, one now. 
and not to speak with tongues and forbid not to speak with tongues. First, first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 20 said, despise not professor. I love this one. Oh my God, because, because before, before we got to this space where the prophetic is being despised, the Lord spoke about it. So, 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 so there's nothing new. The idea that today when you are called a prophet, you are looked at with suspicion. It's not new. Are you with me at all? The Bible knew that a time will come that even when you are called a prophet, you are looked like a criminal. In Ghana. Oh, my, yeah, 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 in Ghana. You are, so people, need, people, don't, people don't even want to be called prophets. But I thank God that, and I'm not ashamed. When Paul said, we are not ashamed of the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Paul said it because at that point, it was, it, to be associated with the gospel was shameful. So when Paul spoke, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it was in response to the situation. I'm so glad that in the midst of all the prophetic, all the prophetic has been through, empowerment was center. It's a true prophetic church. We believe in the power of God that manifests through the prophetic despise not prophesying don't stop it let me see that let me see that don't stop prophesying don't stop prophesying despise not don't reject it don't throw it away it's your power it's your advantage it's your potency it's your strength don't despise it on the name of false prophet before false prophet came if there's no truth, they cannot, be, they cannot be false. Who has got $500 counterfeit? Who has got $500 counterfeit? No. Why? Because there's no $500 original. But there's $100 counterfeit because there's $500 original. Anytime you see counterfeit, it's a sign of original is there. Don't back down because of the false prophet. You're, you have no business with the prophet. You know a true prophet. You know. You know someone said, how do I know a false prophet? And for true prophet. I'm not going to worry. Who's, I'm, I'm not going to worry about false prophets. That's their own business. I know how to design. Are you with me at all? A prophet, you see, you see, the more you focus on the original, the more you know the counterfeits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the master prophet. You know the master prophetic. Prophecy must not contradict the word of God. You, you know the son of prophetic. You know it. You know it. So, 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 and, and, and nobody, nobody will make Zimbabwean dollar counterfeit. Because it has no value. But people make American dollar counterfeit because it has got Anything people are trying to make counterfeit of it, it means he has value, he has potency, it sells, it's strong, it's powerful. You're clapping. Despise not prophesying. Don't reject it. What my business was the false? What my business was the false prophet? That's their own problem. I'm going to worry about blue or brown or yellow at this point of my life. I don't know what false prophet is. So God, false prophet, you are going to you are going to discount the whole Bible. When the Bible says in the church of Antioch there were certain prophets and teachers, and Bible said the foundation of the church was laid by apostles and prophets. And Bible when he ascended, oh, he gave gift unto me. He made some apostles, some prophets. You know all these scriptures, and you are still fighting the prophetic. You need deliverance, sir. You need help. You need help. You need help. Come and tell the prophetic is over. It's over from where? Despise not prophet. Don't stop it. Keep on prophesying. Speak the mind of God. Speak the word of God. Confront it. The word of God. Despise not prophesying. You're clapping. You know something? When a, dis when a disciple saw just walking on water, because they couldn't walk on water, they call him a ghost. When they can't do what you do, they will tag you with a name. That, that, look at, that you don't see that's not me. It's not real. Don't stop. Master, if I come to your church and you have stopped prophesying, I will and I'll fire you. 
empowerment is a prophetic church. All of our campuses, we do power night, we cast out devils, we heal the sick. The devil is a liar. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted with my skinny jean. If you look at me and judge me by the way I look, you are going to miss it. See me at power night and at 48 hours, then you understand. We got a swamp, but we fire in prayer. What died to the kapana. You're arrogant. You're so arrogant. You, you stand and condemn the whole ministry. Say, humble yourself. Humble yourself. If there's one thing I don't want you to forget today, then the truth that God wants you to be prophetic. The prophetic people are those who give prophecies, receive prophecies, activate prophecies. God wants you to be able to pick and walk in the prophetic. Why? Because throughout the ministry of Jesus, Everything he did, performed, and everything that happened to him was, had prophetic implication. Where he was born was connected to prophecy. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. Where he was, where he was hit, when, 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 when the enemy was after heroes after him in Egypt was prophetic. Matthew 2, 15. Where he was raised and was connected, where he was raised was also prophetic. The Bible says Matthew chapter 2, verse 23 and Nazarite. Where he stayed and pursued ministry was itself prophetic. Matthew 4, 13 and 16. His death was prophetic. His burial was prophetic. His resurrection was prophetic. Where he was, even the tomb he was buried was prophesied. Dying among two things were prophetic. The, everything about him was prophetic. And if Christ that you follow was everything about him was all prophetic, then how dare you despise the prophetic when your master himself is prophetic and every event of his life was all prophetic? You're clapping. You're clapping. <laughs> hey! Don't they look at me. Look at me. Hey, 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 hey. Don't turn the church into a logical organization. The church is a spiritual movement. We take, look at me, we take spirituality out of the church. We are dead. We are like nothing. We are a spiritual movement. We speak by faith. We prophesy. We cast out devils. We heal the sick. Are you claiming the word of God today now? Come on, say yes. Jesus. And living Nazareth, and living Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which was upon the sea coast, and the border of Zebulon and Naphtali. All these were prophetic. Every event of his life were, was in line with a prophetic word. That's why every outpouring of the Holy Ghost was promise of or promise of fulfillment of prophecy was attached to was attached to the prophetic. Every outpouring of the spirit was connected to the prophetic. Bible says in the last I promised well, upon all the sons and daughters were prophesied. As soon as the spirit of God is poor, the first sign that the spirit of God has come upon us, they prophesied. Joel chapter 2 and verse number 28. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 7, the Bible says, when the Holy Ghost came and spoke in tongue, they prophesied. And said, this way, are these not Galileans? Are these men not Galileans? How are they speaking in our own language? They were prophesying. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19 and the verse number 6, Paul, Acts chapter 19 and the verse number 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied New Testament.
When the spirit Moses came upon the 70, they prophesied. And the spirit of God moved, they prophesied. When Saul encountered the spirit, he prophesied. It's Saul also among the prophets. Anything the Holy Ghost shows for and comes upon you and activates you, you speak the word of God, you prophesy. The prophetic. The prophetic. Channels. Channels. By which the prophetic operates. The prophetic person must know this. There are channels by which the prophet operates. Channel number one, give the prophecy. Office of a prophet and a seer. The prophetic channel flows to number one. They give a prophecy. They give a prophecy. They give a prophecy. It's a gift. It flows. It's a gift to prophesy by the Spirit of God. To speak the mind of God. Give the prophecy. Ability given to the Holy Ghost to speak the mind of God. To speak what does say the Lord is a gift. Give the prophecy. Desire. Paul said, covet it. Don't stop it. Despise it not. It's a gift. How do we get prophetic? Well, two, they give a prophecy. Like Philip's children. Philip's daughters in the book of, in the New Testament prophesy. But they were not prophets. They prophesy that gift of prophecy is to edification, is to comfort and exaltation. So many get confused. How come your prophecy is doom? How come your prophecy is, is, is talking about um, what, what judgment and so on? There's a difference between the gift of prophecy that operates through the, the, the gift, that ability to speak and to prophesy, to speak the mind of God. That's just a gift. That one is to edify, is to comfort and to exalt. That's what Philip's daughters did. But when Agabus came in the same scripture, Agabus sat in the office of a prophet. He went beyond edification and comfort and, and exaltation. He spoke about what was to happen to Paul on his journey. That's an office you sit in. So those who are edifying are operating to the gift of prophecy. Those who sit in the office go beyond edification and they speak rebuke, correction, and directions. Agabus was a prophet. He sat in the office of a prophet. When someone's in an office, when someone is in an office, the person is empowered with accoutrement and the thing that comes to the office. You think somebody acting as a president for three days is the same as president being sworn? You know, when president is in, is not in the office, vice president. After vice president is who speak of, as we speak of parliament, so chief justice, right? Is that not an order? Is that not an order? You think that chief justice, when he acts as president, he gets order what the president know. He asked for days, the president comes to The president has the 21 gun salute. He has a motorbike. He has all kinds of stuff. He has, because he's sitting in an office. There are things that come to the office. There are things that come with sitting in the office of a prophet. It comes upon you. It is not just gift. Because to operate in the, in the office of a prophet, you don't only need the gift of prophecy. You need the gift of prophecy, descending of spirit, word of knowledge, and word of wisdom. It's not just a gift of prophecy. What of knowledge is what tells you about all your history. What of knowledge? There are prophets and a prophet, and then there's a seer. A seer is one that sees two visions and dreams. They had a seer. Nathan. Somebody has done something in town, King. Somebody did something in town. Something happened in town. Something happened. Something happened. Something happened in town. Some happened. Somebody got plenty sheep. Some had one sheep. And the one who got plenty sheep got a visitor and took the one who had one sheep and killed the sheep. What should be done? What should happen to that person? The king said, let the person pay for and let the person be killed. Who is that man? The prophet said, you the man. You the main man. 
That's how we got the word, you the man. You the man. You the man, king. You the man. Nathan was a seer. He sees vision. He sees dreams. God said, if I speak to anyone, I speak to you through dreams and vision. And as for my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. They are seer. People sees through visions and dreams. They are not prophets, but they are prophets who are seers, and they are seers who, who they, are, they are prophets who are also seers. So when someone says seer, they tell you the vision or the dream and cannot necessarily do anything about it sometimes. They don't even have instruction or direction. They only tell you. Of course, the New Testament prophet is redemptive. So they speak to you and they say pray. But a prophet can go even a step deeper and tell you what not to do and what to do and can add direction to it. Second channel. Prophetic songs. So there's give the prophecy, a prophet, officer of a prophet, a seer. Then there's a word called prophetic songs. Today, what happened was a prophetic sound. We're singing, but it's prophetic. So at that point, when we declare and pray, was it's a prophetic. You have to understand. You see, you see, you are a baby to think prophetic is only when I've called you and I told you things. You are joking. There's a prophetic song. There's an art of it. You rather let the song flow because we are in a different kind of realm. Things are shifting. Things are breaking. Things are moving. It's a prophetic song. When Pastor Nathaniel Pastor comes here, come and blow the trumpet. It's a prophetic song. There's a dimension of the worship that is not just what we planned, what we plotted, what we pro- what, what, what the liturgy is a flow, it's a realm, it's a dimension, it's prophetic. Yeah, sometimes you can be in your home and there will be a song boiling from your spirit. Sometimes you can be praying and a song will come upon you. Sometimes you are in your bathroom. Many worshipers tell you, they get songs in your bathroom. You may be bathing and the one will drop in your spirit. It's a prophetic sound. You got to understand that sometimes the prophetic does not only operate to a prophet or to a seer or to the gift of prophecy. It can operate to a song. Have you wondered why most prophets can sing or want songs? Even Elisha. When Elisha, wanted, when Elisha was told to prophesy, he said, bring a dance man. When a dance man sang, he prophesied. Oh, come on, talk to me right now. First Chronicles chapter 25 verse 1. First Chronicles 25 verse 1. The Bible says, are you following me? Now more about David and his captain. David and the captain of his host separated to the service of of the sons of Asaph and Haman and Jedutam, who should prophesy with harps, with pastry, with cymbal, and the number of workmen according to their service wall. In other words, Asaph and Haman and Jedutam will play, and as they play, they are prophesying. As they play, the song that is coming is prophetic. Said, if there's a prophetic song, it's a prophetic dance. Oh my God. There's a kind of dance that you dance in the prophetic. I pray one of God will take you deeper where you can dance and sing and move in a dimension and once you are singing, you are breaking stuff, you are shifting stuff, you are changing stuff, you are breaking cycle. It's a prophetic song. There's a song that God can minister to you through you. To you. <laughs> prophetic song. When an evil spirit of the Lord will come upon Saul, they will come and play. And as they play, the demons disappear. It's a prophetic sound. The song. Number three. Prophetic. Intercept prophetic prayers you can be in a dimension of prayer where it's not what you plan to pray, your prayer changes. You're making declarations, proclamations. You are praying for people you don't even we're not even thinking about. Somebody's dropping your spirit, and you are ministering, praying, and speaking and declaring and make it's a prophetic prayer. Elijah went to the mountain and prayed seven dimensions of prayer and enforced what he had into what he saw. And it was called prophetic preaching. 
prophetic preaching. Now, some preaching that's not just, 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 just a sermon. It's a message from God. It's a word from God. Jonah was sent to Nineveh to preach, but that preach was a prophetic message. Repent. Repent was prophesying. That's why our problem with preachers who got issues with with, um, with, 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 with a prophetic God. Sometimes your preaching itself is prophetic. Well, it's prophetic. And, and, there's, prof, and there's prophetic dreams and visions, like Joseph. How many, how many, how many, how many dreams sometimes? Not malaria dreams, but real dreams. And it comes to pass. Come on, clap your hands right now. Oh, yeah. Prophetic dreams. And as prophetic word, cancel. I'm saying, when Ahitophel will speak to you, it's like a man has consulted the oracle of God. Now, people, when they speak to you, the advice is prophetic. Oh, yeah, you're clapping and singing. They speak prophetically. They don't, they don't say this is what the Lord told me, but when they speak, it's like, they've cons- it's like a man has consulted the oracle. When the Bible says, when I hit over speak, it's like a man has consulted, consulted the oracle of God. It means that if, I, if he came as Isophel, left and right, which one should I say right, and you go to God, say right. God also say right. Whatever I hit over says is what God will say. He was so deep. That his counsel is like a man has consulted the oracle of God. Tell us, may God bless you with prophetic counselors all around you, with you, by you, in Jesus' name. You're clapping. In our scripture, there are three things we see about prophetic people. Three things. The Bible says that Naaman was a mighty man of valor. An honorable man, great man. Man of power and destiny and influence. But was a leper. <laughs> How the enemy can mess great people up is, is serious. Eh? Oh my God. Take it easy. Humble yourself. You have never seen the enemy at work before. Oh, I've seen a lot of great people who great power and the enemy can mess them up. Name was a mighty man, strong man, powerful man, but I got, got an issue. No matter how great people are, no matter who they think they are, whether they are pastors or, or, or politicians or businessmen, they are all human. And they all got issues. Are you with me at all? Neymar was a mighty man, but got a leprosy. And the danger is that he could cover the leprosy with his armor. So nobody sees there are people who can cover their problem and their leprosy with their car. And you think their car makes them happy, but inside they are broken people. I know people can try to cover it up with some people are shouting, shouting, shouting. They're shouting because they need help. If you listen to their mouth, you help them. Nehemiah was a mighty man, but got an issue because every big man has a family. Every big man has got a liver and kidney and lungs and blood pressure. Oh, yeah. No matter how big you think they are, they got issues. And no love, life is real. Me, I don't argue. I don't. I don't as a prophet, what, what is your view about? I don't have any view about politics. I don't. Every politician, I'm not going to disagree with you on policies and all those things. And this MPP, that's not what I'm doing. I, there, there's a place that can meet you that will break you. Right now, let, 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 let me talk about NDCMP. You see the fight in the church. People will fight. People will take chairs and hit people. <laughs> you, let the election come. The same people are praying. There are people who want to say all kinds of things. But it's a place that we can agree. It's called family. It's called health. It's called life. There's life. Naaman was a mighty man, but life was still happening. Life 
gave him leprosy that his greatness couldn't deal with. They were so great, but God and Israel, the poor are so great, but they are lonely. So wealthy, but they are unhappy. So powerful, but they can't sleep in the night. Prayed for a lady in America, big lady, couldn't sleep for years. Goes to bed and can't sleep, nothing will make her sleep. You haven't been there before where you have everything in life, but you are not happy. Name was a mighty man, but got an issue. And the only thing that will change is the prophetic. Please, men of God, stay in your office. You can change great people. Oh yeah, stay there. Stay there. Don't stop this thing. Keep on praying. Keep on pushing. You got a mandate and a power and an anointed and a grace to serve and to help so-called big people. Naaman was a mighty man of lepra, had a leprosy. The prophetic, every prophetic person has three things. And really saw Naaman was three. Number one, every prophetic person hears the word of God. Has the word of God. You cannot be prophetic and not be somebody that hears God's word or that knows God's word. When was the last time the Lord spoke to you? When was the last time you got a word in your spirit? When was the last time? You, where are all the prophecies over your life? Because you are not living a life by chance. You are living a life according to designs. Your life is according to part. Your life is like a building. The, according to the prophecy who went on before that thou mightest them. What a good warfare. Life is war. Life is a fight. Pastor, I fought a good fight. And life is a fight. And your prophecy is according is a prophecy that gives you advantage to do a good warfare. Then it means the war that you are in can only be won through the pattern of the prophetic word that God has given you. Prophecy therefore is architectural design of your life. You don't just get up to build. You build with a design. And to get the design of your life you got to know what God is saying. What God wants you to do. What God wants you to die. You got to understand the designs of your life so you can build a real life according to God's plan. The word of God. God has got opinion about everything in your life, including your health, your family, your marriage, your destiny, your children, everything that concerns your life. God has got a word. You don't just get up to marry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not just Pick someone by the roadside and marry. No. I'm waiting for a married counselor to come and stand and tell me that God has got nothing to say about who, who you marry. I said, you're a liar. And by God will speak about your bag and your shoes and your house and where your kids will go to school. How will God speak about your kids and not talk about who you have the kids with? If God can say you have a boy, then the channel by which you get the boy is must be addressed. God has got opinion about everything in your life. He has got a word about your health, about your family, about your destiny, about your business, about empowerment, what's your center, about our vision, about the church. Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. If you say hear, it means you can, you, can, you can decide not to hear. And there are many who are blocking the ability to hear. Hear the word of the Lord. Don't be distracted. Stay focused. Get the word. Go deep, wait on God, tarry before God, get to know what God is saying about what every decision of your life. There's a doubt here, the law. Number two, prophetic atmospheres. Prophetic people get prophetic word and they stay in prophetic atmospheres. All two places are not the same in the spirit. All two environments, all two church, all two atmospheres, all two homes are not the same. There's a prophetic atmosphere. The sons of Issachar. Were men of understanding. They understand the times and the seasons. There's a prophetic atmosphere and a prophetic season. 
Your ability to discern a prophetic atmosphere, a prophetic season gives advantage in life. Oh yeah. There's a prophetic atmosphere. It's an atmosphere where all things are possible. An atmosphere where things are stirred. Elijah said to Naaman, go to Jordan. You got to be at Jordan. There's a location, there's a place. There's an atmosphere you got to be. And when you are in that atmosphere, all things are possible. The Bible said, an angel will go and stir the water. And whosoever after the water has been stirred, step it is made whole. There's an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost is stirred. The prophetic is stirred. Miracle is stirred. And all things are possible. My prayer for you is that this week you stay in the atmosphere of the prophetic. You're clapping and singing the building. Come on, go. A prophetic atmosphere. There's a staring. The guys have been here for 30 and 80 years. Whenever I try to step in, someone goes. In other words, the prophetic knows nobody. Once you step in, it's yours. Are you <laughs> Today I prophesy, say I step in now, say I step in now, say I step in. Please sit down. My God, do you know something? Do you know that when, when Isaac spoke to Esau, Jacob was not there. But Rebecca heard it because she was in the atmosphere. And when she heard it, whatever that Jacob was, it, Jacob brought, whatever Esau was to bring to the father, he did it and gave it to Jacob. Jacob presented to the father and the blessing came upon Jacob. Even though it was originally meant for Esau, the devil is a liar. Is Isaac, Isaac meant to bless Esau, but he ended up with what Jacob, because Rebecca was in the atmosphere. When you're in the atmosphere, you can connect. You can tap into her. When I call someone to minister to the person, it's not only the person I'm ministering to her. You can tap into it. You can connect with her. The Bible says, Elijah said, there shall be abundance tomorrow by this time at the gate of Samaria. And the Bible, and the man on whose hand the king said, this prophecy will not come to pass. In other words, the people that were there did not work with the word. But the lepers that were not there, when Elijah prophesied, happened to be at the atmosphere where the prophet was hanging and as they step into it they activated it and declared today may you be in the atmosphere and step into it say yes prophetic atmospheres <laughs> prophetic environments prophetic seasons see there's a season an atmosphere my God tell somebody I'm in an atmosphere where all things are possible Jacob said the Lord was here and I did not know it's an atmosphere is a ram. And finally, prophetic direction. Never be in a hurry to see a prophet. And not be in a hurry to obey the instructions. Because the ram speed direction is better than speed. Every prophetic word comes with a direction. Naaman came with a horse, running to see the prophet. One prophet said, go and dip yourself in Jordan. He thought it was so funny and ugly and bad. Sometimes it is your mind that stops your prophecy. Sometimes you are too smart for yourself. Sometimes you are too intelligent because not everything adds up in the kingdom. When it comes to spiritual things, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Go dip yourself in Jordan means go dip yourself in Jordan. God ask for God. He can use anything. I am a student of prophecy so I work with direction. And I want to thank God huh, that every prophetic word huh, has got instruction. Huh, what has huh, what has huh, water in the pot huh, got to do with wine? Huh, but if you follow it, huh, it will work out. Huh. Can I preach your church right now? Huh? There's a direction huh, to the sun, huh, to, 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 to Esau. Huh, he was to prepare venison huh, to, jo to, to, to Neymar. Huh, he was to dip himself in the Jordan. Huh, to the seven, huh, they were to pour water huh, in the pot. Huh, their prophetic direction. 
direction that accompanies every prophetic word and sometimes they call it act of faith you can be there and you feel led to do something you feel led to sow a seed you feel led to pray a prayer you feel led to go on a fasting you feel led to drop an offering on the altar it's a prophetic direction or act of faith don't stop it don't hold it because often time every prophecy is connected to an instruction and a direction and if you are student of prophecy you understand prophetic directions prophetic directions and this week the prophetic word says we are fasting the atmosphere is prayer factory and the direction says seven days don't you dare miss it you're clapping you're clapping and sometimes the direction can be very ugly and funny what has somebody's sight got to be spit on the floor or on the sand and makes the soil to touch makes the saliva with the soil to touch somebody's eye now if it was today it would be reported unhygienic prophetic direction Jesus I mean somebody's eye and you are wasting it are you with me at all but in the realm of spirit it can be ugly but God can produce miracles out of ugly things you're clapping oh you're clapping my, my God is a master of turning ugly stuff into beautiful things my God is a God that can bring the best in your ugly place because sometimes what grows in an ugly place will not grow in a beautiful place Rachel was beautiful and was barren Leah was ugly and produced I thank God for all the so-called ugly things that has caused me to produce and to learn and to be mature and to be strong and to be anointed and to be broken and to be powerful the prophetic direction may not make sense but follow it neighbor go dip yourself in Jordan seven times and says Jordan is ugly a papa is beautiful Abana is beautiful but it's going deep Ugly saliva. You know, you, you, you know, you know, me, you know, me dramatize, you know, me show it. Don't do that. Ugly. But I found a passage. I found out that throughout the journey of the Israelites, Joseph, throughout their journey, they never walk away or shine out of worship from Egypt to Canaan. From Egypt to the wilderness, they either will raise some golden calves, some thing, they go they to the Israel. Read the script, there was, he confronted everything he met. The father, he never spoke about alcohol, there was no idols. Because by the time they came from captivity, idols was out of their spirit. You know why? Can you imagine that was in a captivity that they stopped it? Sometimes that ugly place. It's the best place that God will break you and burn you and raise you and live. I thank God for every ugly situation because sometimes God will use it to produce the best out of you. You're clapping. It's singing a bit of rice to your feet and let's pray right now.